Welcome back to the DC Beer Show, everybody. I'm Jake. And as always, I am here with Mike Stein and Brandy Holder. Say Ooh. hello. What's up? Or as they say in Germany, the Gates. Or as they say in Czechia, Yaksa Mash. Hi, everybody. I always think it's hilarious that Mike Stein writes our intros and mine today is absolutely ridiculous and I'm not going to say it. So hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Um, before we get into the show, the reminder and shameless plug to follow us on various social media outlets, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, at DC Beer. Today, talking a little bit about the Brewers Guild, um, we're going to send out Smoke and Barrel in proper DC beer fashion and talk a little bit about what's coming up and what we did for Small Brewery Sunday and Small Business Saturday and all that fun stuff. But first, what are you drinking? I am drinking Dueling Dark Lagers. I've got the Tamave Pivo, the dark style, Czech style dark lager from Port City Brewing Company. And I've got Later Flowers, Dark Bohemian Lager from Wheatland Springs. Brightest Young Things writer Phil Runko blessed me with this can. So I've got Dueling Czech-style Dark Lagers, um, which I am loving both of right now. Randy, what are you drinking? Well, my pre-podcast beer was a leftover early light lager from Monument, which I forgot was in the fridge. So I crushed that, but uh, I'm actively drinking uh, a beer called Midnight Train from Southern Brewing Company in Athens, Georgia. Um, so Bunker Boo, as I have called him, went down to Georgia for a job interview and brought a whole bunch of beer back. And I'm very excited because this beer is really fucking good. It's a uh, it's called, it's a, it says Southern Porter, but it's a 6% Porter. It has notes of chocolate and coffee. It is, it is not sweet. It's just a just perfectly sweet and not overly rich. Like I could sit here and drink three of these and when porters, that's kind of hard to do. So, um, very well done. So shout out to Southern Brewing Company in, in Georgia. Well done. Yeah, yeah shout style. out to Porter. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not New England IPA, but Southern Porter. Southern Porter, yeah. Boom. You're on the cutting edge. I would say you're ahead of the curve, Brandy, but you always are, so. Aw, thanks, um, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Porter. Porter is so good, especially now we've got a cold snap working through the D.C. region. I'm drinking these dark lagers. Some, some folks have often called them Czech-style porters, mm -hmm. but a southern porter, like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's what's up. It's really Let's good. Go. It really is. I, I wish that more cans would, you know, be more descriptive, but, you know, yeah, whatever. I, I, I would drink many more of these easily. It says drink southern beer. I'm a southern girl, so. There you go. I, I respect that. <laughs> I actually kept it southern with the pre-podcast beer as well. Slightly further afield from Athens, Atlanta, with Halfway Crooks. You ain't a shook one, you're just a crook, son. Scared to look. Um, little, little, ain't no such thing as Halfway that's Crooks. That's right. Little, little mob deep reference. How a southern brewery in Atlanta, Georgia, ended up with the brewery name Halfway Crooks. Hugh Burrow, so yeah, thorough. Right. That's That shouldn't be. Like, Stein <laughs> and I are from New York. 
we're not going to open up like Dungeon Family Brewing in Long Island City. But Why not? We we could. I mean, you know, bombs over Baghdad, right? Yeah. If if Outcast and the ATL can make that song, this brewery can have Hugh Burrow so thorough the Queensbridge reference. Yes. In their name. Nice. Anywho, <laughs> how is it? How is it? So it, I know <laughs> it's a smoked Hellas lager. Ooh, um, yes. Really nicely done. Um, just like light, delicate, fruity, floral, beechwood smoked malt. Classic crisp Hellas profile. Hops stay out of the way. Four and a half percent. Just like a little bit of smoke. Because, you know, like I've got the Port City Ralph Marzen. That smoked Oktoberfest, but you think of this sort of as like the light, easygoing Southern cousin. Mm. So that's really nice. But then for the podcast, we do a porch pickup. I do. Yes, (laughs) we can do the porch pickup. Hell yeah! I don't think there's any more of this. I think this is the only can. Sorry. I am going to do a socially distanced drop with Mr. Berg on Friday because I ordered a case of Silver Branch. And unfortunately, Silver Branch doesn't deliver to my zip code down here in southeast D.C., but they do deliver uh, to the northerly quadrants of the district. So Jake is going to uh, purloin a couple uh, Obsidian Castle, which is a Mm. Tamavi special. Mm -mm. Tamavi special, not to be confused with Port City's Tamavi, uh, which is under 5%. It's 4.3, or the Wheatland Springs, which is uh, 4.6. What makes it special about... Two and a half percent more alcohol. <laughs> That's right. Take, um, taking it from like a nine to a ten or eleven Play-Doh. The Obsidian right. Castle for. is such an amazing beer. The last time I had it, I think they had it when we were recording uh, a show back in February or the be- end of January, beginning of February at Silver Branch. Actually, um, yeah, recorded the show there, recording. and they had it there. We were crushing it. Oh my god, such a good beer. Yeah. The- that is a beer that at 6%, it drinks closer to 4%, mm. right? So it's very easy. It's highly crushable. Yeah, this podcast drops on Friday. And on Friday, that's when it comes out at Silver Branch. Mm. So you should go cop that. Happy you know, Tamavi special day. Speaking of Silver Branch, go mm-hmm. ahead, Brandy. On the social medias today, specifically Instagram. By the way, everyone follow us on Instagram. You get to You can message me. So I saw that Silver Branch is going to be closing for eight days because they, as they announced earlier, the and Brett, sweet Brett is in the picture of the announcement. It said that last night one of their brewing members tested positive for COVID. And so they're taking all the precautions, closing for eight days and, you know, trying to give everyone's, get, get it, give everyone's, everyone a heads up. I was a little surprised because I was just there a couple weekends ago, sitting outside, obviously. But uh, when the brewing team has it, they have to be extra, extra careful, I suppose. Just be mindful of that. We are sending you guys love to all our Silver Branch people. We'll all get through this. Actually, most of the most of the breweries and distilleries around here have had someone that has tested positive Um most they have to announce it, but some of them don't make as big of a deal of it. So I respect Silver Branch for 
doing that. <laughs> so Yeah, credit where it's due, right? Yeah. Not only did they announce it, they linked to a post. Um, I think I saw it via Twitter. So I went to the website, read the post, and it was like, yeah, full transparency. We had a, a member test positive. We'll be closed for the next eight days. Mm-hmm. And you just, lo- well, first of all, you hate to see it. Mild symptoms is better than worse symptoms. So you're, you're glad that somebody is right. hopefully already on their way to healing or at least not feeling terrible. But then you love to see uh, a plan in place, mm-hmm. right? Like you love to see people uh, leading with compassion. I'm going to put it out there and I hope the world is as kind to me as I'm being to it and reflect what you want to see. And quite frankly, I wish that others would follow Silver Branch's lead in dealing with this, you know, because um, there's been so much so much fear and, and rightfully so concern that we just want we want people healthy and safe. And as the pandemic goes on, you know, we, we find those who have been incredibly safe and taking great precautions are still contracting the virus. So, you know, be as safe as you can out there, folks, but also, you know, have compassion, which we try to enact every day. But um, shout out to Silver Branch. Give them the flowers. They deserve it. And um, yeah. Speaking of Silver Branch, I know that we shout out Silver Branch so much in this show they're they're just good friends, but with the, with that, I will say that when I have spoken to some of my friends at Silver Branch, because I we you know I always ask them how they're doing and how their job is, and they always have nothing but positive things to say. They're like, I love my job. They the brewery is run so well. No one really ever complains about anything and like and this is just not you know me talking to these people as not dc beer but as a friend and you know the owners are phenomenal and the staff are always working well together and everyone just you know they have their shit together and i i totally respect that and they they treat their employees phenomenally and you can tell when you go to silver branch how they treat their employees because they they're just smiles and bright eyes and like have some beer and, you know, and I will, and most of the breweries around here do that. Yes. You know, the brewery community is one of the best environments to be in, but Silver Branch has their shit under control and I love them. So yay. Love you guys. (laughs) We also want to send healing thoughts out to our friends up in Baltimore, the Brewers Art. Shout out to Volker Stewart and Steve Jones as well. They had a positive test up there as well, which we found out via comments on social media, the Silver Branch post. Hang in there, fellas. Um, Zart, we love you guys too. Even though if you're drinking a canned Brewer's Art beer, odds are it was canned, not at the Brewer's Art brew pub. That's right. Hey, Volker, we love you. Good, good, good people. Speaking of ahead of their time, the Brewer's Art has been carrying the torch for better beer in the D.C., Baltimore metro region for some time. Yeah, we found out in the comments that they also are struggling. Uh, Another, you know, of their employees had tested positive. So we want to send support and healing vibes their way. That being said, I would just plug you to support your local breweries. Those you want to see continue, support your local restaurants. But even though I say support, and I and I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Jake, you had an interesting tweet earlier on where you said, I'll quote your tweet. We are all shopping small today. Hashtag small brewery Sunday. 
But there are no individual solutions to structural problems. Bars, restaurants, breweries, and other small businesses need government relief if they're to survive this. Please let your elected officials know this. And that was a great tweet. Thanks. I loved it, Jake. Yeah, Jake, and you you're got the a response. Master. Uh, <laughs> master oh, Tweeter Bird. I monetize that content. <laughs> so thanks for get <laughs> thanks for gifting us this quality content. But I wanted to point out that uh, Kate Bernat, award-winning beer reporter, quote tweeted your tweet and said, "Folks talking about structural interventions rather than putting the onus on individual level capitalist actions. You love to see it!" Exclamation point. Clapping hands. Clapping hands. Clapping hands. Clapping hands. Emoji. What inspired this tweet? I want to say um, shout out to Kate. I would get into a bar fight for you, area woman. <laughs> I'm scrolling through DC Beer's Twitter feed, seeing breweries post about small business Saturday, small brewery Sunday, but recognizing that I think like the three of us here were pretty savvy beer buyers, beer consumers. We put our money where our mouth is. We have some modicum reasonableness of financial stability mm. for better or worse. And it feels like, and it just doesn't feel like it is. There's nothing any of us can do about this. This being the milieu in which we find ourselves. And it fucking sucks. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I could spend every single, you know, shekel of my discretionary income at one brewery it wouldn't matter a good goddamn. like mm -hmm. if i just went out and said like i'm going to buy nothing but three stars beer from march until the end of this pandemic what difference would it make so like yes we should all go out and we all should be voting with our wallets our pocketbooks like good consumers but the fact that like there is a small business Saturday and a small brewery Sunday, that sucks. And that puts the onus on us as people who spend, as opposed to the fact that there are governments out there, not the United States government, but governments out there who would pay people to stay home and would support businesses with financial intervention, with injunctive rent relief with other measures they would even these other governments hypothetically give money to landlords so that landlords weren't such rent seeking dickheads about such things and yet that's not happening in the united states and that sucks the united states capitalist system as it is set up is a giant structural problem no amount of mike stein spending mike stein's money is going to fix that. Like Stein, you live, you know, three blocks away from Blue Jacket. You can't save Blue Jacket. Like none of us can save any of these breweries. It's a power, it's a situation of powerlessness and it sucks. And so it's cool. Yes, we've been saying this the whole time throughout the pandemic. Please go out there. Please shop small. Please support small. But the power that we have, it's nothing compared to the power that policymakers and bureaucrats and other various authority figures in this country have that they're not using. 
And so that's what I was talking about. And thank you, Kate. Um, shout out to Kate Burnett, Good Beer Hunting, independent beer writer, used to write for the takeout, and is famously area woman who was not worth getting into a bar fight over. Thanks, Jake. That was well said. I think the point is that we are doing all we can, and despite us doing all we can, it's not enough. So what are we going to do? And I think we are seeing also the truth play out in regards to things will get worse before they get better. So right now we are in the thick of things getting worse. Um, to your point, I bought a bunch of Blue Jacket beer on Saturday. I have uh, some wonderful Ancho cider. I bought a bunch of Port City beer. I have a case of Silver Branch coming at the end of this month. I've hit Alexandria. I've hit DC. I've hit Southeast, Northwest, Northeast. Um, but it's still not enough. So we got to persevere. We got to keep going. Speaking of which, uh, Brandy, you just cracked another beer. I did. What are you getting into now? I am getting into 24 Carats. A carrot ginger saison from my buddies oh. over at Red yes. Bear. Uh, Simon. I was like, 24 carat? That sounds that sounds like a familiar beer. Yeah. Um, 24 carat. So Simon, one of the owners of Red Bear, is part of my pod. You know, I'm sure you've heard on NPR them everyone talking about pods during COVID. My pod consists of Simon and my friend Victoria. Shout out, Victoria. So every Wednesday, we have Well-Fed Wednesday. It started out as Taco Tuesday, but it's turned into Wednesday night because of the podcast. And so um, when he comes over, he brings beer, and we all share yummies. And so I had to crack this one open because um, I feel like I don't usually drink red beer beer on the on the show. But uh, if you haven't had the carrot ginger saison, it is yep. Oh, good. Oh, my God. I love it so much. And it's so pretty. Look how pretty I it is. I need to get time. up with a brewer or like yeah. a restaurant owner or purveyor <laughs> yeah. of other fine libations, yeah. spirits, what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I, yeah. Yeah. The last time I had 24 carat, it was draft only. And there was ne'er a can in sight of Red Bear beer. Yeah. They started canning. Uh, so, yeah. Right now time. you got it in a tall boy. Yeah. Now you have multiple carrot options in the DMV, as Jailbreak also has the carrot cake beer, which I think That's started right. as like an amber. I haven't been to Jailbreak in forever. I also have not been to Jailbreak in forever, but shout out to Rob Fink and the Jailbreak oh, crew. Yeah. Um, yes. It is stout season. You should get yourself from some um, from Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. Dust Till Dawn, yeah. which is Rob Fink's baby. Yes, yeah, so if you don't know, Rob Fink used to manage a pizzeria Paradiso, used to brew at the District Chop House, and now he is making ridiculously good liquid that comes to us from Jailbreak. So yeah, shout out to our neighbors to the north there in Maryland making good beer. Buy some of their carrot beer, buy some of Red Bear's 24 carat. Why not? Yeah. Uh, what else are we talking about in this show, guys? I mean, we've been like rambling. Back to Capitalism Sucks. Smoke and Barrel is going to go into the infamous uh, winter hibernation mode, uh, which means the clothes more or less effective immediately, and we hope to see them on the other side. I don't think that if we see them on the other side, it's going to look the same. As of right now, there are two levels to Smoke and Peril. Again, 18th Street, Adams Morgan, um, just south of the famous bad decisions bad decisions mcdonald's brandy's giving quizzical look it's if you're out in adams morgan 
and you don't want to jumbo slice, you go into that McDonald's and you make bad decisions. Never been in that like, McDonald's. Big Mac at, I big haven't Mac eaten fast food in probably 20 years. So. It might be happening. Yeah. Respect, respect. Same ownership as Meridian Pint, which moved out to Arlington, and Brooklyn Pint, which is one of my locals. It's a real bummer. Real stalwarts of the scene over there at Smoke and Barrel. We hope they make it out the other end. We do. So I would say that the first beer I brewed commercially, which was Wandering Belgian IPA with Fabio Garcia, who was at the time the head brewer for Lost Rhino out in Ashburn, we debuted the Belgian IPA we brewed in Ashburn in Adams Morgan at Smoke and Barrel. And it was a wonderful evening. You know, I was like, I'm going to this great barbecue spot. And all my veggie and vegan friends were like, that's cool, man. I'll drink beer. I won't eat anything. So anyways, um, Smoke and Barrel had a great veggie and vegan menu. Um, and I debuted my first beer there that I brewed with Fabio Garcia in 2013. It was wonderful. Shout out to Fabio Garcia, who just brewed a dark lager uh, with a recipe I gave him that I dug out of the uh, Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. So Fabio brewed like a 1920-ish beer. Um, That'll be out. We'll do more promo for that. But um, Smoke and Barrel really hosted all of the breweries over the decades. All the breweries, all the cideries, meaderies. I can remember distinctively going there and being like, what's weird? And be like, well, here's a whiskey you've never had before from Japan, Finland, Norway. Here's like, you know, some mead from Baltimore. Like, I, you know, I remember having some Charm City mead there many moons ago. Uh, it was always a great place to be introduced to new things that you didn't know you would love, like vegan ribs or yeah, vegan you know, ribs, seitan in the style vegan of ribs, vegan vegan rings. Yeah. Beer brings people together, mm-hmm. as does food, right? Yeah. So let's say you have a devout uh, Muslim friend. You know, you've got some conservative Jewish friend. Like, you could just go there. Mm-hmm. It might be awkward because, you know, your buddies wouldn't drink or might not eat. It's treif. It's not halal. But if you had a vegan option, you could bring more people together, which, yeah. you know, it's not that there was there was a, a great diversity breaking bread at Smoke and Barrel, but it had that as an option the same way that, you know, you might never get these whiskey, spirit, mead, and cider heads together at the same places you would get the beer crowd together. So it's a great opportunity to do that. And we're very sad to hear this news. Hopefully we'll we'll have a silver lining in this dark cloud, but that remains to be seen. In Smoke and Barrel's honor, you should absolutely, this Friday, when this podcast drops, hollow out a pineapple, a coconut, an orange, pour a little beer in, have yourself a fresh fruit Friday. Um, Johnny, we hope to see you on the other side. Shout out to Matt Heffernan, the tavern keeper there initially, who's now Three Stars Director of Sales. Eric Judicki, who bartended at the Asylum in that space, as well as at Smoke and Barrel. And Johnny, the owner. We still got one more pint in Virginia and Brooklyn pint here. Keep the faith. We do want to end the show on a high note, <laughs> flow opera handing out flowers and such. Paul Dean, executive director of the DC Brewers Guild, has announced his intention to step down, which means the DC Brewers Guild will soon be looking for an executive director, someone to interface with the DC City Council and such, and you know promote the breweries in the city. 
Thank you, Paul, for all of your hard work. And hopefully we'll have you on the show soon. Yay, Paul. It's going to be me. Cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over Paul's role. No one knows it yet, but yeah, it's going to be me. I would like that. I think a significant portion <laughs> of it is um, like massaging egos and, <laughs> like, so cool. like sh and, and schmoozing. Yeah. And um, yeah. Paul was good. If, you, if you've got bumper Paul's stickers, cool, Brandy, man. I it's want in. Tall dude. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of short, so it was always fun being near Paul. He was always, you know, he always brings some, some love and light and yeah. Beer love. <laughs> you just need crazy high lifts. You just need to be over six feet tall. Oh, then, well, I'm out. If that's part of the credit, no, I, I can't. <laughs> the job description, I'm out. Little five, five me. You just, no, no, like you just like rock like a five inch, like, you know, heel wedge or something. I can't rock a five inch heel. I have four screws in my right foot from surgery. No, I don't wear heels. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's cool, though. Speaking of strong ambassadors, powerful women, incoming Vice President Kamala Harris was on 7th Street just a few days ago, and uh, she was spotted at the Bailiwick booth. So Bailiwick is a wonderful brand. I know Brandy's got some of their swag. Yep. I was rocking a Bailiwick mask earlier today. I bought two for my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Jake's handing them out as presents. Right. It's a party <laughs> favor. It's a Bailiwick time of year, especially that we're all masked up now. But Kamala Harris was holding her uh, Madam Vice President shirt up at the Bailiwick stand off 7th Street whoop, whoop. right in front of the National uh, Portrait Gallery there. So shout out to the incoming VP. Shout out to JC and everybody at Bailiwick. We love y'all. Keep doing what you're doing, making quality merch, quality swag that the district can stand behind. And we will continue to support you. Hopefully, you will all, you all small business owners will be supported by those who represent us and represent the uh, 50 other states, I'll say preemptively as we <laughs> look towards the future and hope to be 51. Jake, Brandy, why don't you close us out with uh, what, you're, what you're hoping to see in, in the not-so-distant future? What are you excited about? Well, I am looking forward to going to a brewery and not having to be masked up. You know, and I, I say brewery specifically because that's where I hang out. <laughs> but it's going to be really hard during the winter. I'm a very outgoing person and very social and love supporting all of my friends and local establishments. And I a lot of, of businesses are just taking or just hibernating because you can't be inside. So I I... I'm looking forward to a time where, you know, we can <laughs> we can be at all of our favorite places. But I want to remind everybody that today that we're recording on Tuesday, December 1st, 1st of December, everyone's thinking about presents and holiday stuff. And today or yesterday, DC, the DC Brow market that happens every single year with the Hurek House they sent out an email and it's a optimistic, optimist holiday market. And it's going to be all online this year. So um, I know that everybody looks forward to going and shopping locally and getting all of these wonderfully local, locally made gifts um, for presents. And, you know, it's kind of hard to do that this year, but they're making it work and you can buy these things online, which is great. So you're still supporting local I want to shout out my friend Chris 
who owns Ravenhook Bakery and born and bred in D.C., and he is kind of bummed about some Get of the it? born and bred. Yes, bread. <laughs> a lot of the local markets. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but he's DC bread. He, you know, bread and beer go really well together. And he actually works with some local breweries, and everyone loves him. And make sure you still shop local. We say that about beer all the time, but with the holidays coming up, and and a lot of people relying on setting up shop at breweries, they can't really do that. So just. Be mindful of that and and support all your local artists and artisans. Guys, you know the artists and artisans jam that three stars used to? That used to be, oh, God, such a great. Anyway, yeah. I digress. I am looking forward to having beer without putting a mask on. Uh, I'm sure we all are. We'll get through this together. It's almost 2021. We're, we're going we're gonna to make it happen. We're good. I believe in us. Yes. Vaccine news Vaccine appears to be news. good news. Yeah. <laughs> A new administration hopefully thinks Ugh, that giving yes, people money God. and giving small businesses money and having rent abatement and helping landlords so that they're less assholes mm-hmm. to their tenants. I'm cautiously optimistic about all of those things. Please check in on your friends. You can check in on us. We can check in on you at DC Beer across various social media platforms. And we will see you next week. For Brandy and Mike, this is Jake saying goodbye. Bye, everyone. Love you. <laughs> Happy December. Bye out there in beery beer land. <laughs>